This is the Narrative Shift Podcast, where we talk about faith, justice, race, and everything in between. Hey, I'm Terrence Lester. And I'm Johnny Taylor. And uh, thanks for tuning in. How's it going? We are still on break from <laughs> the podcast, but we just wanted to check back in with everybody. Yeah, we uh, got to check in. Man. Right. Let y'all know that we're still here, still alive, still... Uh, planning content we have been recording some pretty cool episodes yeah man we got some pretty cool interviews too yeah can't wait to share can't wait we're excited and actually uh we're gonna post the first episode january 5th january 5th man sunday yeah that's the first sunday of 2020 2020 man and it's ironic that you know you know we're all trying to have 2020 vision no pun. <laughs> right. Or that may be right. lame. That may, <laughs> right. I don't know why I said that. Maybe you'll have better jokes in 2020. Yeah, maybe. Um, but uh, we're, we're hoping that 2020 is an awesome year. We're excited about all the interviews that we're going to do, um, yep. both from an expert level, but also from a communal level. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, people are just awesome, man, and uh, we can learn from each other. And we're just going to share so many different stories in 2020. We got mm-hmm. some big things coming up, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're going to share different stories, different perspectives. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, we got some big, big things coming up, like uh, Map 2020. Map 2020. Um, fingers crossed on that, bro. Yeah. Yeah. We're working out the details right now for it. And if you don't know what Map 20 is all about, uh, Google uh, map 16 and love beyond walls or map 18. Uh, me and John have done some pretty cool campaigns and we're hoping to keep that going in map, uh, with map 20. Yeah, actually during map 16, we actually filmed a feature length documentary that you can take some time to watch this, uh, holiday break. Yeah. It's called voiceless. Yep. Voiceless Maybe film. I'll include the link. Yeah. Yeah. You should drop those in the show notes <laughs> In the show notes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the link to voiceless film, uh, will be in the show notes and th- that film is timeless, bro. It is. What did you say? Yeah. I mean, I look back on that film and like, we didn't really know what we were doing while we were filming. Like, no, we were just like, capturing. I, we literally like shot it with like my like six hundred dollar <laughs> camera. Like, yeah, you know, just uh, bootstrap budget. But looking back, I'm like, we somehow pulled this thing off, and it was actually really good documentary. Yeah. Uh, speaking of documentaries, bro, we're going to do a documentary uh, next year. Yep, it's a must. It is a must. Uh, there is so much content uh, that we're able uh, to share via podcast, but it's nothing like having an actual visual. Right. Where you can sit down and uh, not only listen to what's going on, but being visually immersed as well. Yeah. I was really grateful too uh, that when we shot and filmed uh, voiceless man, that we were able to capture good audio. Yeah. You know, we had some really great shots in there, and, you know, you got to check out the film to see it, but, man, audio <laughs> was the best. You did you did your thing on the audio. Right. Yeah, I actually used the microphone I'm, I'm holding right now, that whole... Uh, 
Oh, whole map. It was that one. It's the same same the microphone. Podcast microphone. Yep. Well, it's not even a podcast. It's Micro- one of those. It's yeah. a church mic, right? <laughs> no, no, no. This one, this one is mine. It's like a hundred dollar okay. mic. Little. Oh wow. I guess okay. I'll let y'all in on a little little secret. But little it's secret. a it's a Shure SM. Uh, 57. Wow. And yeah, it's a hundred dollar mic. Do I have the same mic? Yours or no? is a little bit different. It is a no beta wonder. 57. Yeah, no it's like, wonder your voice sounds better than mine. Well, actually, that's a more expensive <laughs> mic. <laughs> oh, okay. So what makes the difference, would you say? Um, this one, uh, well, okay, for instance, the one you're holding has a little more low-end response in it. Okay. So like the those the low end of your voice will stand out a little more. Um, which when you're filming something like a like a documentary where you're out and exposed to the elements, yeah, isn't necessarily as good because a lot of that wind noise will be in the lower True. And so using what I have right here, yeah. Eliminate some of that and also uh, the capsule of the microphone is a little bit closer to the subject. Oh wow. Which I know He's- this is probably like really boring for He's talking uh, the in average listener. He's talking in terms uh, in which, yeah, right. But for <laughs> anyone who wants to start their own podcast, like yeah. this is a super cheap mic. That, Maybe we could put that in the notes yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, would super, you share your Amazon link with people? Yeah, yeah, I would. Okay, I mean, if you just want a secret link, <laughs> yeah, like if you want to like get into it, like I mean, this is perfect for you know you want to start podcasting for under a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. That's good, man. Man, what what was your favorite part of the film? One and two. What type of film do you think is needed for next year? Man, my favorite part of Voiceless. I don't know if I can narrow it down to like one like specific scene or interview, but just the interviews overall. Um, man, I really enjoyed doing those. Uh, I guess if I had to pick two that kind of stuck out to me, um, one was CR. Oh yeah. I like uh, CR he was story. a cool, cool guy. Uh, and the other is Miss Lena or is she mm, Lena called his granny? Yeah. She said, call me granny, but yeah, that was also a powerful story. Albert's interview was powerful as well. It was. Um, I remember when we were in a, the studio with Matt Heath, uh, when he was scoring the, the film, that one scene, and you have to see it, like every time he was playing the strings behind what Albert was saying, mm-hmm. oh, man, it'll make you it'll it make will. you tear up, bro. And something that you probably couldn't really tell that well from the film uh, once you've seen it, but he was actually like pretty much disabled. Like yeah. the dude couldn't walk on his own hardly. Right. And it was really, I mean, it was a hard interview to film. and. Yeah. I remember uh, we drove him over to the, I think it was like a shelter. Yeah, it was or like a, a day shelter. that kitchen, yep, something, something yep. like that. And I don't know like how long it would have taken him to get over there because it was three or four miles away. Yeah. And the guy needed help like yeah. even walking up onto the bus. Like yeah. he could barely do that. Uh, so that was really hard. Hard story, like you said. Yeah, man. Yeah. It... <laughs> Still, still very relevant, impactful film. So if you can check it out, but I would say, man, I'm excited. I think the, I think the type of film that's needed now is um, a film that will help people understand the nuance, laws, ordinances, and even um, uh, 
aspects of criminalization as it relates to people living on the margins. I think that type of film will help people to understand how hard it is to escape yeah. uh, the issue of poverty. Because sometimes like people, like we said in the last uh, season, the last episode that, you know, people think that you can just, just magically get out of, get yourself out right. of poverty right? Uh, without seeing all of the barriers that sometimes are invisible to people who have immense privileges. Yeah. And so uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, <laughs> Whatever we capture next year, man, exposes the raw realities of that. Yeah, because even I myself am somewhat ignorant to the different laws and policies in place that do make it difficult for people to get out of poverty. I mean, of course, like I've I've heard of some, like I've uh, spoken with uh, people experiencing homelessness who have been fined for illegally camping mm. uh, when they're not really camping like this is the only place they have to to call home at all is this little tent that they have in the woods but they're getting fined for that or i mean getting fined for sitting outside of a business or a public place uh, i i mean i've seen mm. i've seen like firsthand police write homeless people tickets that wow yeah i've seen i've seen people <laughs> Like I, I shared uh, last season, man, I've seen people uh, badger uh, individuals for like just standing outside um, and would consider people an eyesore, mm-hmm. um, not knowing that, you know, a ticket could put somebody in jail and like keep them in the system yeah. in the cycle. Like <laughs> if you're experiencing homelessness, you already don't have funds, right? And so how are you supposed to pay a ticket or if you get put on probation, how are you supposed to keep that up? I mean, there's so many different elements uh, that pose as roadblocks and barriers for people escaping uh, the plight. And also, man, I, I just, you know, poverty is an issue that just isn't discussed. Uh, I mean, like just watch the political season, yeah. Uh, that's coming up in 2020, man. Uh, how how many times the word poverty is spoken from any type of debates? Uh, it's just one of those issues that it's kind of like swept on the rug. Yeah, and actually, that reminds me of a conversation I was having with a friend. Uh, he was talking about how he admired uh, the work you do, and then he oh, mentioned wow. he goes, you know, advocating for like homeless isn't something you really get popular for i was like (laughs) no you know what it's not at all people don't talk about it it's not bro um it's just not it's yeah it's one of those things where it, it definitely has to be something that you are driven by and something that is um near and dear to your heart uh experientially but also something that you just are deeply concerned about because it's an issue that God cares about. Right. And so right. that's one of the things that keeps me going, man. Cause it's, it's not a popular subject. Like not at all. You walk in a room and you start talking about these things that are normal. <laughs> you can turn the, the room's environment really fast because people get convicted uh, really fast about this topic. Yeah. Maybe because you were the person that looked away. Maybe because you are the person uh, who can care less about somebody who is economically uh, disadvantaged. Maybe you are the person. Um, 
uh, that needs to have your perspective or narrative shifted. Right. No pun. Um, but yeah, man, uh, it's just one of those subjects that people get really overwhelmed by. But I don't I don't think we should allow um, the fact that it's an over, overwhelming subject to stop us from uh, continuing to talk about this subject, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And man, I've seen uh, people from all across the political spectrum all uh from all different religions and different ideologies like um say things that are very hateful and harmful towards people experiencing poverty Mm. and i think it's just one of those like you said like one of those issues that nobody is really doing like a good job of yeah talking about yeah man and it's like it doesn't matter if you're democrat uh republican libertarian non-affiliated party. Um, I've seen all types of people, uh, people who claim a faith, people who follow Jesus, people who are atheists, all sorts of people have negative uh, views and perspectives of the poor and even right. have uh, been hurtful in many ways towards the poor. So I don't think this is necessarily a, uh, you know, what ideology or body of belief that you have. I think it's a, a heart issue. Yeah. Um, a perspective issue and, and something that we need to address and continue to address. Um, yeah, man. When I look at people who have given their lives to uh, specific things, I think I, I wrote uh, one of the things that I learned in this past year uh, was that um, it was about legacy. And basically, I said, legacy is not built overnight. It's built with a lifestyle over time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when we look at uh, fi- figures, no matter if they're religious, political, uh, just uh, some type of activist or some type of humanitarian, over time, those people are uh, celebrated and even uh, listened to because they gave their entire life to something that they cared about. Yeah. It wasn't the person that was bouncing around from place to place, you know, and I just feel like this is the issue that I'm willing to give my life for. Um, and I'm trying to get other people to join in on this conversation, specifically the generations that's, that you're a part of. Yeah. And the generation that's coming behind you. Yeah. Yeah. These are issues that, you know, you guys are going to have to, you know, fight for. Right. And I mean, there, these are issues that will probably always be present too. Yeah. I don't think poverty is going away anytime soon. Nope. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. I mean, if anything, it's gotten worse as time has progressed because now we've created this industry that actually creates, uh, poverty on a different, different level than what we've ever seen it. Yeah. I mean, you think the, the gap, is ever increasing as technology advances. Oh yeah, man. Um, and I think because we live in a capitalistic society that we have to, you know, as people amass, uh, wealth that, uh, we need people, um, courageous capitalism. Uh, we need conscious capitalism, people who, understand how uh, wealth works and understand yeah. how wealth can be used as a tool to uplift other, other people. 
Right. Because I don't think that we're going to ever escape uh, capitalism in, in this country. But people who do have access to a mass capital tool mm-hmm. um, can use that as a tool to uh, love their neighbor and uh, help uplift people who don't have access. Yeah, and there are definitely ways that we can use capital and yep. business, privately owned business, as a force for good. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are plenty of social businesses out there that are um, providing people jobs and yeah. getting people out of poverty without um, padding their CEO's pockets, which is okay. Yeah. And, you know, it goes back to like uh, what we discussed last season, I think in episode five or six. Yeah. About how much is enough? Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll interview some of those people. Yeah. I, yeah. Would, I would love to do that. Yeah. Well, cool, man. I think, um, I hope, hope you're excited if you're listening and we're hoping to uh, continue to, uh, you know, podcast. Right. Shift the narrative. Shift the narrative. Narrative shift (laughs) and uh tell corny jokes as you can see but but most importantly uh we're excited about educating folks so 2020 is right around the corner it is yeah man we're gonna (laughs) yeah it'll be here before we know it yeah and if you are one of those persons that makes new year's resolutions which is nothing. Nothing's wrong with that because they're just goals, right? Stick to them, and don't yeah. try to overwhelm yourself. No, I, I like I tend to pick like a word for a year. Oh wow! Instead, do you of, have a word for twenty twenty? I don't, but I think what you said, legacy, that might be it. Yeah, that's a good word. That is a good word. Like, I mean, no matter what year it is, you got to start thinking about legacy. That's true. Huh? That is. That's a good word for twenty twenty. It is. Yeah, man. That may be the word. The word. Legacy. Legacy. Wake up every day. What is what what choices are you making? What legacy are you leaving behind? Yeah. That's really good, man. Cool. Well, we hope that you uh, got something out of this. This is a small episode. Yep. Little, that turned out to be 18 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Little little bite-sized uh, keeping you in the loop. Yeah. All right. Uh, I hope you guys have a happy new year and we look forward to seeing you next year. Yep. We will see you January 5th. Don't forget to subscribe to get that first episode of the new year. Peace.